Welcome to Let's Admit It, a college admissions podcast hosted by the Boise Bible College Admissions Department. Here, we aim to answer the spoken and unspoken questions of high school students and parents who are looking to learn more about a Christian college experience. You can learn more about Boise Bible College at www.boisebible.edu. Thank you for listening. Hello, and welcome back to the Let's Admit It podcast, uh, hosted by the Boise Bible College admissions team. If this is your first time, let me give you a quick little rundown on what we what we are and what we're doing here. So um, this podcast is uh, really focused at doing two things. Number one, it is focused at answering the, the asked and the unasked questions of high school students who are looking at continuing their, their next steps in uh, higher education. And the second thing is that uh, me, as a person, I just like talking to people. I like hearing people's stories, and I like introducing uh, high school students to the important figures of Boise Bible College that they'll be dealing with a lot. And so um, uh, today we have another one of our repeat guests, Ben Bishop. Ben, how are you? Oh, good to be back. Doing well. Doing well. Um, uh, Ben is the head of the financial aid department here at the college. And so um, Ben has been with us before. Uh, His episode was episode four, um, (laughs) episode number four just to be super clear. Um, I would encourage you to go and listen to that. Uh, We talked a lot about the importance of high school GPA. And also, we we hit on that second prong of the podcast, that that get to know you kind of interpersonal introduction kind of questions. Not going to be a whole lot of those this time around, just because we've we've kind of, we've done that bit already. Um, Not that... Not that getting to know Ben is a bit, but you know what I mean. Um, And so I would encourage you to go back and listen to that. Today, what we're going to be talking about is a lot more in Ben Bishop's uh, specific wheelhouse. Um, The wheelhouse of uh, financial aid, whether that be, you know, federal or institutional or outside scholarships. Um, And uh, also, you're going to be hearing a whole lot less of my voice this week. So um, this is either going to be a lot of people's very uh, favorite episode because I'm not talking as much, um, or it's going to be their favorite episode because um, financial aid is a big decision-making, a big part of the decision-making process. And so, um, Ben, today, like I said, I'm going to be handing you kind of the reins to the the system. Um, And so financial aid right? Whether that is something that comes directly from the college or that's something that comes with a, you know, seal of the government stamped on top of it, or if it's something that comes from a, a group affiliated with the college, but not a part of the college. Um, you are kind of the master of all those things. I think I told you that um, in my communications with high school students, uh, I, I don't, I typically refer to you as the master of all things finance, um, as opposed to the director of financial aid, just because I think master of all things. I, that could go on your CV. I'm, sounds like a show from the 80s. I mean, I, that's I what I'm that. saying. I, that's what I'm saying. That, could, that sounds like something that could have its own serial. Yeah. I'm just, anyway, so um, you are kind of the, the, the brain house behind all of those things. And so what I want to do today, I'm just going to give you the reins for the next 10, 15 minutes and just let you, let you have story time. Let you, you talk through whatever you feel like is important to, to give 
the students that were listening, um, just the, the, the knowledge that's necessary for seeking out those financial aids. So go for it. All right. Well, one of the biggest questions, and there's been a lot of research on this nationwide from every college, like, okay, what do students really want to know? What do parents of students really want to know? And one of the top questions is, well, how am I going to pay for college? And yes, that is a very important question. And everyone should like think about that. One of the first things before you start looking for like where you can get financial aid or money from is to look at the cost of the school. Every school is required by the government, but also just because they want you to know of what things will cost. Uh, there's things like direct costs, like tuition and fees. And there's things like indirect costs, like, well, how are you going to get to school if you live on campus? you're probably going to walk from the dorms to your classrooms. But if you live off campus, you might have to bike or drive. So there's transportation costs there because you may not want to bike while it's snowy here, or you may want to save gas and do different transportation methods. So once you know kind of with the idea, the cost idea for say an academic year would cost, then you could start making a budget. Now as part of that budget, we can look at what we're here for today is the financial aid portion. And there's three major areas of where students can obtain financial aid. There is institutional aid, which is aid given by the institution, like in this case, Boise Bible College. Uh, then there is federal aid, that's aid money given from the federal government to the school for people's education. And then there's outside aid, which are just other organizations who want to help out students go to college. So we'll start today with looking at institutional aid. Now, Boise Bible College really wants to help students uh, go to school. And so many of them, like last time we talked about some of our GPA scholarships, if your high school GPA is high enough, uh, you will be able to get a scholarship just automatically. As part of the admissions process, you turn in your official transcript. Uh, the academic department analyzes that. And if you have a high enough GPA, boom, you have a scholarship, which is amazing. Uh, there's some other ones, though, if you're like, well, uh, you talked about this, how your GPA is, my GPA is low, what do I do? There's other ways and additional scholarships that we offer. Uh, some are from the admissions department. You go to some of their events, campus tours, or uh, camps where they work at. Wink, wink. <laughs> and you get to know people. And part of the get to know people is you might be given a scholarship just because you took the effort to come to get to know us. Uh, there's other ones that we empower churches to select people uh, because, hey, you're awesome at your church and the church loves you and we're here to support the church. That church can talk to us and that we can award a scholarship given to them to give to you. That's pretty amazing. We kind of like, we trust that churches to pick someone. Uh, we also have other scholarships that if you exhibit leadership, possibilities, which is like community service, leadership in your community, leadership in your school, leadership in your church. Uh, there's an application you can fill out, usually comes out during the spring season, and you can fill that out. And that is a huge scholarship that we offer to those students. And you're like, oh, my GPA is not that good. Well, do you serve at your church? Do you volunteer in different departments in your community? We want to get a well-rounded people here who will be leaders in the church. So we want to award that as well. And of course, we have scholarships that if you are a dependent, which is a you know, son or daughter of someone who works in the full-time ministry, we want to recognize that. And most of these scholarships either have applications you can fill out online, or we can always send you paper scholarship applications, or you can let us know, hey, this is what's going on. We start that talk and we go, hey, this could apply to you. We want to help out with this thing that we have. Uh, 
So a lot of those are just, hey, reach out to us, send us some emails, talk to the admissions department, contact the financial aid department, we'll let you know kind of, hey, this is what you could be eligible for, or this is where you go to apply for these, and oh, by the way, here's what you need to do for that, practice an essay or write a paragraph of how God's calling you to ministry or whatever the case may be, and we'll gladly help out with that. The second major area of ways to get financial aid is from the federal government. Uh, there is what's called the free application for federal student aid. So FAFSA. If you go online and like do a search for FAFSA, uh, make sure it's free. <laughs> so if you want to know the best place to go instead of just typing into a search engine, it's studentaid.gov or FAFSA, that's F-A-F-S-A, .gov. They both redirect to the same place, and you can fill out that application, which is going to ask about how many people are in your household, what's your social security number, what's your date of birth, what's your tax information, what's your parents' tax information if you're dependent, uh, what's their dates of birth, just a whole bunch of information to make sure you are who you say you are, your parents are who they say they are, the information is correct, and that just generates a number that schools get a report for, and schools can possibly award, depending on what they're told, uh, a Pell Grant, which any kind of grant is money that's given to you to go to school. It's not a loan. Pell Grant, that's the one that you really, really, really like because, like Ben said, that's one that they are giving you that money, they don't expect it back. And that the Pell Grant goes to until you get your first bachelor's degree. So many of you graduate out of high school it could be the case that you could receive a Pell Grant, depending on your FAFSA information, every year until you graduate with us with a bachelor's degree. Uh, also part of the FAFSA application is student loans. And yes, loans are stuff you have to pay back. Some, the government subsidizes the interest, which means pay for the interest while you're attending school. Other ones, they don't. And we always want people to take out the less amount of loans as possible. We understand it's a tool and it's there to help people. We want people to be wise. That way their future selves will thank their present selves. Mm -hmm. uh, finally, we look at outside aid. Now this is where it gets a little bit sticky because you maybe go on the internet, do a search for scholarships. You're gonna get thousands and thousands of results. And we live in a sinful world. And sadly, some of these things that label some scholarships are not really scholarships and might be scams. Mm -hmm. Might be, to, oh, because it costs $10 to join this scholarship lottery. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a scam. Yeah. just. To be very, very clear, if you ever are looking at a scholarship website and you see that you have to pay a fee, even if it's like five bucks to get added into this scholarship pool, don't do it. Because that, that has got scam written everywhere on it. Absolutely. And if you have to give up your personal information, like if it asks for like a social security number that's not on the FAFSA, because that's a government document that's mm -hmm. protected, if you just put it on a random web page, don't do that. If they ask for anything that's personal, don't do that. Yeah. Now, however, there's a lot of great places that want to help out students. So get to know the place. So if your church offers a scholarship, well, talk to the scholarship committee, talk to the, the elders there. If there's a company your parents work at, they also might have a scholarship, and your parents know, hey, this place is legitimate. Now, there are places you can, you can look at. Um, there are some strategies to looking for scholarships. Think of it as if there's a local scholarship for your state or your city, that's a smaller pond, might be a smaller scholarship, but there's less people are gonna apply for it. Mm -hmm. Versus the nationwide, here's a scholarship, only one person's gonna get this you know, amazing scholarship, but that's such a 
that's an ocean. Yeah. Apply for it if you want to try for it. Definitely try for things. If you don't apply for it, you won't get it. But if you apply for it, you know, you might be selected. But keep that in mind when you're looking because many students, and I know this issue when I was in high school, we looked for scholarships on some pretty old databases. <laughs> and everyone was like, free ride. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Well, okay, you might pick one person for a free ride scholarship. They're going to pick like the person that they think is the best yeah. of the thousands and thousands of applicants. But guess what? A $100 scholarship from a church plus a $100 scholarship from a business plus a small one here, small one there, those add up. Absolutely. And sometimes people want to do the, the magic bullet and just a little extra work. You can actually get a free ride, possibly, if you do all the different kind of aids and you check your numbers and your budget. Absolutely. Uh, now, some part of scholarship applications, we look online, and we also could help out with some ideas of people that we know. So definitely reach out, contact us, because that list is always changing. Mm -hmm. uh, but here is a little secret. Many scholarship applications, they might ask for your high school transcript, they might ask for your name, but many of them ask for an essay. Like, what are you gonna put on this essay? This is like your resume that you're saying, I'm worthy of this scholarship. Now here's the big secret, just like resumes, you might have a giant one that lists everything that you have ever done. You're like, I've worked here and here and done this. But when you actually apply for a job, you actually target it mm -hmm. to the employer. Like, Absolutely. you know, I worked at, I worked in my family farm, but you know what, you're gonna apply for this other job. Well, take that out, target it. Well, the same way for these scholarship essays, I know many of our students are smart enough that they've written like five or six essays. They just free wrote them, just right drafted them out. And then they get a scholarship application that's going, okay, I'm looking for leadership in these certain areas. Well, they take those essays. Those are their essays. Mm -hmm. They wrote them just for fun. And they took those ideas that they've already drafted and polished them up. It doesn't have to be free written. But of course, they've read them and they've edited them. They have parents and family and friends look at these essays and make sure they're unique, make sure they're catchy, and make sure they're full of any free of any kind of errors. Yeah. Uh, that way, that first impression is important. So definitely see what is out there in the community. Your local community might be the best place to look. The state might be the best place to look. If you want to look at nationwide, look at things that maybe differentiate you from someone else by what you're doing right now in your community and your friends. Yeah. Uh, I had never even heard of that, writing out several different drafts of scholarship application papers. That's so smart. <laughs> I, when I was, uh, I told this in, in Ben's last episode, but um, I got put on uh, academic probation my freshman year, which unfortunately means that I lost all of my, all of my scholarships. And so uh, after that, I was, I went from being a very, very foolish person who didn't take uh, good care of their, their academics to being a very, very, very foolish person who then never applied for another scholarship in the four years at college. Don't be like me. Do as I say, not as I do. It was, uh, it was a very foolish decision, and um, I very much regret that because, um, you know, now, in, in hindsight, I'm sitting at this table uh, in this chapel building listening to Ben Bishop. I'm like, Dad, burn it. I could have saved so much money if I just <laughs> sent a couple of sent a couple papers out. Saves you a whole lot of time. Saves you. Uh, ben used this phrase, future you will thank present you so 
so much. So, um, Ben, there's one thing I wanted to, one last thing I wanted to ask you. Um, something that a lot of people listening to this might not know is that this podcast, um, you mentioned the FAFSA. Mm-hmm. Um, this podcast is sort of an extension of, of something that you are, we're actually trying to get into the works. Could you talk about, um, I believe you're referring to it as FAFSA night. Is that right? Something yeah, like that? It may not be during the nighttime. We're not going to wake you up at like 11 <laughs> o'clock at night. Come on, wake up. Let's do the fast yeah. But yeah, we'll have some sort of event uh, at here or at the Boise at the college or the locations mm-hmm. to help you fill out the FAFSA, mm-hmm. uh, mainly because, well, you got to fill it out every single year. Um, it opens up in October and every year you got to fill it out. So if you filled out one, say, this coming October for next fall, well, the October after that, you need to fill out another one mm-hmm. and another one. Just like these scholarship applications, you got to keep doing every year because they're not going to automatically renew. Some do, some don't. But we want to help people fill out what they think is a complex government form. Yeah. And in reality, it's a government form. So if you file taxes, you know how kind of precise they want things yeah. to be. So we want to help out kind of like, okay, well, we work with those all the time. So let's help you fill it out and tell you what kind of what happens, what the next steps are. That way you get to know us. You get to fill out the FAFSA, mm-hmm. uh, which you can send to multiple schools. So you can still fill it out in October if you yeah, haven't made I your think, mind yet. I think the 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 limit is you can send it out to 10 schools. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, it's 10 schools, yeah. which if you're looking at more than 10 schools, we might you might talk to those schools first mm-hmm. and narrow it down. Uh, but uh Usually if people go, okay, well, here's an idea, send out the feelers and get financial aid award back, yeah. notifications back. But that way you get to know us even before you do that. Right. Which, by the way, um, for, those of you, for those who don't know, um, the way that the FAFSA works is that um, colleges can't offer, you know, a, a number of financial aid that they'll, that they'll be able to offer. And so the FAFSA gives them that information. And so the reason that you'd want to send it out to 10 different schools is, let's say you're, you're interested in 10 different schools. But a huge factor of that decision-making process is the amount of financial aid that you would be offered at those, at those institutions. And so you want to send it out to a number of different schools so that you can get different ideas of where you're going to end up, you know, where, 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 which options are viable. And so uh, that is, uh, you keep your eyes open because the, the, uh, what I am referring to them as is FAFSA nights. Um, they're probably going to have a different title when all is said and done, but um, keep an eye out for those because those are those are offered not only to people who are planning on coming to Boise Bible College. That's just something that we want to do for the community mm-hmm. because the FAFSA can be a somewhat confusing document, and we wanna we wanna offer aid wherever we can. And so keep an eye out for that because it will be happening. So um, one last thing that I wanted to to mention is uh, Ben, you, you pointed out that there are some op- opportunities for students to get uh, scholarships from the admissions department. And as your resident admissions <laughs> uh, counselor, Michael Gritton here. Hi, how are you? Um, I wanted to tell you about one of the easiest ways that you can get a scholarship at Boise Bible College. So here's what you're going to do, okay? Um, if you, as a human being, have never been to the campus, what you're gonna do is you're gonna go onto our website and you're going to uh, schedule what is called a campus tour. 
You'll get to come on campus for about an hour and a half, two hours. Either myself or my admissions counselor counterpart, Logan Steinbaugh, will walk you around. We'll walk you around the entire campus. Um, we'll, we'll answer any questions that you might have. We'll get to show you all of the cool things um, because there have, in the last six to eight months, been a lot of cool things that have been added to the school. So, um, and then at the end of that, as we're walking back into the admissions department, I will get to tell you that you just earned a thousand dollar scholarship for walking around. I wish I could for, earn a thousand dollars by walking around. Am Thanks. I right? <laughs> um, so I like I like pointing that out because, like I said, it is the it is so bananas easy to earn that scholarship, and I just want more people to do it. So. Um, also, it gives me a really cool opportunity to get away from my desk for two hours. So um, that is, unfortunately, all the time that we have for today's podcast. Uh, ben, thank you again for, for, for joining us. Um, next week, we are going to be joined by um, our second repeat. Well, she's like I think she's the third repeat. It's been you. It's been Derek Voorhees. And uh, now it's going to be Rebecca Hasegawa. Ben mentioned in, in today's episode the importance of uh, essays. And next week, Rebecca Hasegawa is going to be giving you guys some tips and tricks to actually write those essays because persuasiveness in, in writing is important, especially when it is about and for money. So um, this has been Michael Gritton with the Let's Admit It podcast. Thank you for listening. And I hope to hear, I hope to see you again next week. Bye. <laughs>